Yeah. Like go in there and like, Your Honor, I saw them roll the stop sign. In fact, here's my dash cam footage. <laughs> Anything you would like to say? I'm sorry? Yeah. It wasn't that me. Was one, no, one guy actually, that was what it was. Because I would always show the dash cam footage and I would never watch it. I would just stare at the the driver <laughs> and just watch their heart fall out of their asshole. Brandon, Professor, Professor Mike. No, no, no. Oh, damn it, Professor. It's just, just professor. professor. How come not Professor Mike? It's too wordy. All right. You know, I am a professor of woodworking and law enforcement. Eh. Well, because you're always learning. Yeah, but the professor is the one teaching. Oh, I'm going to teach you something. Just stick around. If you're listening, I will teach you something. Okay. Continue. There you go. There's the reason to continue listening to the show. Okay. Let's see if Mike <laughs> teaches us anything today. Episode 43. I'm Mike Morazzo, the professor, apparently. Pretty and sure this is episode 44. It is. Well, it is 44. We just talked about this. Because <laughs> we were already talking about next week's 45. So episode 44. Yeah, going to be... Huge. It's going to be a huge show. Greatest Maybe ever. the greatest show in the history of podcasting ever. Huge. Believe me, I know. And that's Brandon Silvera. I'm just going to call him Trump next week. You could just call me the boss. The boss. The boss. So welcome to episode 44. The Hank Aaron episode. It is the Hank Aaron episode. Big baseball fans. Yes, we are both both of us are big Hank Aaron and baseball fans. I didn't I say was, I was a Hank Aaron fan. Oh, I was alive when he hit that <laughs> that home run where the guys joined him on the field and ran around the bases. I remember seeing that. And everyone thought that they were going to murder him. <laughs> well, no, that's that's what happens nowadays <laughs> when people run the field. Not so much back then. It was more innocent back then. People weren't carrying knives and bats and shit to the. You, you can know. say guns too. Sure. I don't know. I don't know many people that bring guns into stadiums. They can't get them in nowadays. Like Steffi Graf got stabbed, right? They missed that guy with a knife. Um, oops, oops. Sorry, Steph. <laughs> Carry on. But I, don't, I haven't seen anyone get caught with a weapon, like a gun. I'm not afraid to say gun, 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 gun. I carry guns. I clean guns. I shoot guns. I love guns. And um, this video has been flagged. <laughs> yeah, too bad. Switch over to the black market side of YouTube, the, the dark web. African-American side. Okay, I don't think you can call it the black side. I meant the dark web. I don't know what you're doing. You said black. Yeah, I, I, I was meaning the dark web. Well, then say dark web. It slipped my mind I'm old. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what word Mike I wanted to moment. <laughs> yes, I have senior moments all the time. Oh, so we have a... This on episode 44, we've got two questions for episode 44. That's going to be fun. I need the train wreck sound, a sound effect for the board. Toot, toot. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
I was also you telling you that I need to find the sound effect for the screen. The record scratch. The record scratching thing. Because a video I'm currently producing for a product that was sent to me for a video shoot. Uh, I, need I like to... that you use very official terms. Like instead of like, hey, I'm making a video, it's like, no, I'm producing a <laughs> short film. <laughs> yeah. It's about an of alien. A product review yeah. that was doing? bequeathed to me. And not in a timely fashion, because I'm one of those guys who is so busy, I, I don't do things. The I'm project to. has fallen behind schedule due to unforeseen events. There you go. See, exactly. I can church a lot of shit up. Yeah, you can. Because <laughs> you know that's what's happening. And then they're like, when are you going to do that video? I'm like, I'm sorry, I actually have a job. Post haste. Where I work. Post haste. They're like, we know you have a job. Just wondering. <laughs> they, got, they got mouthy with me via email. We know you work. We're just wondering when. Soon. I'm like in the middle of a kitchen island build. Now I got to put time aside for that. Oh, and, and the truck Hey, thing. you said island this time. I know. I'm trying really hard to remember. It's an actual island, not a vanity. <laughs> you know what you need to do? You need to write island on the back on a sheet of, it. of paper <laughs> oh. and then just tape it on there. <laughs> uh, or on blue tape. <laughs> yeah, blue just tape. Island it. So someone asked why I was rolling the primer on and... It's, this thing's too big to, like, spray both the primer and the paint because when I go to paint it, I will be spraying it. But that's going to have to take place in the garage unless I drop plastic all around here. You know what I mean? On the ceiling. You make it a murder room. Yeah, that might be an option because I don't want to keep moving this thing around. But anyways, that's for the woodworking portion. We're on the law enforcement portion. Brandon was at work all week, I think. I worked two days. So, Brandon... Anything good or interesting happen to you? <laughs> good? No, nothing good happened. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's never good for the people it's happening to, but it is interesting for us to listen to. It is usually pretty interesting. No, uh, it was, I mean, it was busy, but nothing super dramatic or cool or anything like that. There was a shit ton of crashes yesterday, though. Like, I swear to God, like, everybody started drinking, and they're like, I'm going to hit everything. Was it a holiday? No. It was just a Saturday in June with it's, nice weather. It's the like, week before yeah. Father's Day holiday. Yeah, that's where people are getting prepped, and Mike's dropping orange cheese snacks on the ground. Orange square cheese snacks. Yeah, orange square baked cheese snacks because they don't give us money. We don't plug their product. They should have a talking wheel. Apparently, except for Diet Coke. Why do I show that? It's over there. Oh, that's a used can. (laughs) I'm hiding one in my Brunt work gear koozie that I got with my free boots from Brunt. Who's currently working on a discount coupon code for me? Back to the show. So, anywho, <laughs> what happened, Brandon, at work? I arrested some lady for domestic violence, and she was not happy about that. You're lucky she didn't domestic violence you. That's true. That's why I put her in handcuffs. <laughs> and and she has COVID. Not a, yet another exposure another to COVID. For, that's like 15. Cue the DJ Khaled, another one. Another one. So I, uh, I'm i going to take one of the at-home tests probably tomorrow because it's 
I think today is 72 hours, but it was like late in the day. So did she breathe I'll wait all till over tomorrow. you? Well, we were in the same car. So, and we were pretty close before she was like, oh shit, I have COVID. Like, thanks. That's nice. Thanks lady. I appreciate that. Thanks for sharing. But then, but then she called the next day. I would like to speak to officers because that man has domestic violence to me in the past, and I have lied for him, and I shall lie no more. So I need an officer to come by and talk to me. Guess guess whose beat she lives in. She's like, oh, you again? Go in there, knock on the door. She opens the door. She goes, oh, man, you just arrested me yesterday. Like, you again? I go, yeah, it's me again. I go, what can I do for you, miss? She says, well, you ain't going to take me seriously. I go, look, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what happened yesterday. I don't care what happened between you two. If you want to report it, I'll write that report. I don't care. Just understand that if it's bullshit and you're lying and you're trying to get revenge and you're filing a false police report. Yeah. That could come back on you. Either way. I don't care. I get paid either way. And what'd she say to that? Uh, She said that she spoke to one of the detectives in our family violence unit, and they were going to reopen her case. I said, cool. I said, so you're telling me I don't have to go ahead and write anything about this, and it's already taken care of? And she said, yes. Dope. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, Do you want a case receipt? documenting the fact that I came out here today. Yes, I'd like one of those. Yeah, sure, here you go. Here's a little card. Case number's up at the top. That box is checked because I'm not going to write a report, but I am going to put some notes in there. You have yourself a fine day. I hate that whole I'm going to use the report against him or her thing. I don't even bother. The whole situation's jacked up. Like, I'm... It's one of those... One of those arrests where afterwards you're like, I feel great about this. But both of them are kind of pieces of crap, so. I'll play the game. Yeah. They want to play the game. They want to manipulate the system to screw the other one over. That's fine. It's just going to come back to screw them over more. Do you have to go to a, like our domestic violence court call is on the same day as our misdemeanor call and at the same time as our misdemeanor call. So we have to like check in with the domestic violence court before we go to our misdemeanor call. And then if they need us, we go back to the domestic violence call. So how does your, is yours on a, your court call on a separate day or how does it work out there? I don't know how it works in California. IA. I, I'm not really sure what the hell you just <laughs> described, <clears throat> but, uh, but here's what happens for us. I will receive a subpoena from a district attorney mm-hmm. saying, Hey, this date and time, we're going to have the preliminary hearing. I either need you to be there or I need you to be on what's called like telephone standby, which means like just have your phone ready and like be close enough to where you can get here within like an hour, an hour and a half. And uh, I'll let you know. And that's how that goes. That sounds even worse. See, when we get an arrest, the only one we don't, I already know the court date for is a felony. So we we put down the first felony date available, and that's for the prelim. 
And then I don't I, issue court dates oh, unless it's on a unless it's on a ticket. Like if it's a citation for a driving yeah. thing, yeah. Or if it's a misdemeanor citation, we'll give them the court date. But oftentimes court dates get pushed because the, the courts are so backed up that they'll say, "Hey, can you you know waive this?" And half the time they don't even file the case. So, oh yeah, we have to assign court dates per our court call. We're each given a key letter. It's key. You're on key A. These are all your court dates for the whole year. And because we have one room that we report to, each officer reports to a separate room or whatever. So mine's 207 at 1300 or 207 at 0900 or 210 at 0900. So my domestic violence call falls on the same day as my misdemeanor call. So we actually have to set those dates and then we actually have to go. We don't wait for subpoenas. Subpoenas come to other cases that you don't want to be requested to go to that aren't yours. We, you know, we already know all of our court dates for the year. So we have to schedule it out 14 to 40 days for traffic, I think for the misdemeanors too. So so you have to basically have a running calendar of we do, when yeah. you're – that sounds awful. On my phone is all the dates from my misdemeanor and traffic call to remind me to be up during the day and awake. That's no. Yeah. So usually, usually domestic violence court is like Fridays. Okay. At usually it's in the afternoon. So on midnights, I hated it. But right. now it'll be like right at the beginning of my shift. So I'll just be in court, not answering calls. Yeah, but do you kind still a, get overtime for that? Yeah, because it usually starts before. So do you have a minimum overtime? We get a minimum of three hours. Ours is, I forget what it is. I got to look at the MOU. I try to write reports so that I don't have to go to court. I just try not to arrest people so I don't have to go to court because well, I like arresting people. I just don't want to go to court. Thirteen hundred hours in the middle of my sleep day. And yeah, so that's not that bad now for me because then I get overtime until my shift starts. So it would be so like say thirteen hundred. Well, I don't start till fifteen, so I get two hours built in right there. Yeah. When I was at Monterey, if it was on a day off, you got a guaranteed, I think, three or four hours. Okay. Of overtime, and if it was a day you worked, but you weren't. Like on shift, it was two. Oh, all right. Well, ours is three just across the board. So if I check in. Ours is so fucking weird. Like now where it's like, uh, only for a misdemeanor jury trial, you get this okay. much. That's, yeah, like, that's, that's not, stupid. That's weird. I do. We do Zoom still for traffic now. They've gone back to in-person for misdemeanor. So I'll Zoom in. My court call for traffic is at 9 a.m. When I don't forget, mm-hmm. then I, I log on. And I haven't been writing many tickets, so I'll log on, and then the judge, I might have one ticket, and then I'm done, and I get three hours, and I go back to bed. Yeah, see, that's what, that's what was nice when I worked for Monterey, is I used to live just down the street from traffic court, so I would get, like, four hours of overtime yeah. for legitimately, <laughs> like, maybe 20 minutes. Sure, yeah. Like, go in there, and like, Your Honor, I saw them roll the stop sign. In fact, here's my dash cam footage. <laughs> Anything you would like to say? I'm sorry? Yeah. It wasn't that me. Was one, no, one guy actually, that was what it was. Because I would always show the dash cam footage, and I would never watch it. I would just stare at the the driver <laughs> and just watch their heart fall out of their asshole. And one, and the judge goes, well, anything you'd like to say? And he just looks and he goes, I'm sorry? <laughs> oh. <laughs> just, I appreciate the apology, so I'm going to let you do traffic school. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, we don't have dash cams to show stuff like that. So I don't have dash cams anymore. That's well, this thing is like Monterey had dash cams, but they didn't have body cams. So you wore like a microphone. Yeah, I know. We had to say, and it would as soon as you turn on the lights, it would turn on the camera. We'd have to remember to turn the microphone on. So the microphone was tied to the the, ca- the okay. camera on the dash, so it would go it would, on automatically. It would be on, and then you would have an audio recording right. of your call, but you wouldn't necessarily have like camera footage unless you were in front of your right. car. Yeah, yeah, we had the same setup. It's still good for DUIs and stuff. You can get all the fields on there. We just do them in front of the squad. But I guess well, that's now with a body cam, is I can just do it wherever. And yeah. It's, Oh, we don't have those things. That's too high tech for our department. Yeah. I actually have a body cam that my uncle sent me that I use when I hike. <laughs> it's the same one it would wear at work, but it's got like a, a really wide field. You can change the view. Yeah. And you can use it in your car, too, for a car camera if you mount the base. Well, that's what I, what I do with mine. Cause, so in Monterey, they had it to where you had the forward-facing dash cam, and then you also had a prisoner cam. Yeah. So what I would so what I do now is I take my body cam off when I have someone in the back seat and I like wedge it behind okay. the passenger seat pointed at them. Yeah, that's and cool. then I just drive. Okay. I capture some pretty interesting stuff. Sure. Do they like see you one, do that or you do it before you put them in there or they don't really know what the hell you're doing cuz it's dark. They half the time they don't realize it and then the ones that do sometimes there's some pretty funny stuff like one guy just sat there the whole time just making faces at it. <laughs> that's pretty funny. And he's like me. <laughs> Does it have a red light on the front of it? On the top. Okay. So, I mean, if you're paying attention, it'll you'll see it flashing. Yeah. okay. But I could also make it go stealth mode, and then, then if there's somebody know. in there that I'm trying, that I want to catch, like, with an incriminating statement or something, I'll put it in what's called stealth mode. So it won't make any noise. It won't vibrate. It okay. won't, no light, no nothing, and I'll shove it in there bef- as somebody is putting the person in my car. Yeah. And then it can Bluetooth connect to my phone, so I can basically live stream and just watch the person. Oh. And sometimes sometimes you'll get them like kind of like, oh, fuck, man, I can't believe they're, oh, man, I'm going to go to jail for beating shit out of, this, out of my wife. And then you go, perfect. Nice. Let's go to the videotape. Well, it's not tape. Survey anymore. says. Guilty. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, I just yelled so loud I woke my cat up. No, way to go. He's been sleeping on my table saw for hours. That's weird. You just turn it on. <laughs> That's nice. Like, don't raise the blade up. Just scare him a little bit. Friday, I came down here to work, and he was laying on the table, and I had to cut wood for face frames and sand stuff, and guess how much of that Mike did? None. None, because I didn't want to disturb the cat, because he had just had surgery that day, and he was all drugged out, so I felt it was more well, yeah. important for him to rest. Yeah, Damn nice of you to take his balls away and then... Wasn't me. You know. He escaped the night before the surgery. Wouldn't you if your balls were about to get cut out? He might have heard us talking. I'm not sure. <laughs> Poor guy. Anyway, That was my week. Okay. I guess as I left last night, there was a double murder-suicide. Yeah. That's exciting, but you were already I, leaving, so you didn't have to. Yeah, I was kind of. I got to see. I got to see a bunch of the cars drive by, and I was like, hmm, "That sucks." <laughs> it's like Spider Man. In Spider Man Two, he just sees the cars go by, the police cars. He doesn't just keeps eating this hot dog. Yeah, yeah, that's what you were doing. Yeah, I actually was pulling into a Jack in the Box drive-through to get something to eat. <laughs> and what do we get at the Jack in the Box? I got the um, was it the buttery 
It's a number one. I we know don't that. have Jack in the Box here. You don't have Jack in the Box? No, not in Illinois. Had it in Texas. That's, huh. So it's, it's like a buttery, I forget. Oh, we don't have it. any near me. There might be one in the state of Illinois somewhere, but there's definitely not anywhere near where huh. I live. Yeah, so I got the, I got the burger, curly fries, and a, Ooh, and a Coke fries. Zero. Yeah, I splurged a little bit. Okay. Because I have noticed, and this is not a good thing, um, if I have like a snack or something while I'm driving, I don't get as tired because the night prior, I just drove home. <laughs> and like like my best friend at the police department, um, he and I have been, we've worked together virtually every year. We took one year apart last year. It wasn't fun. We didn't like it. Uh, he, he lives in the same town as I do. So he was driving behind me on the way home. He goes, dude, I thought you were going to die like six different times. Oh God. <laughs> the hell? I, go, I go, Oh, that's one more than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> My nearest Jack in the box is in Memphis. It says, I don't know if that's really right, but <laughs> that can't be right. But it says none here in Illinois. So that I know. Why does there yeah, that, something in my Google feed about the Wilson chicken or well-defined abs? I don't care about that shit. What the hell's going on? Gosh. Here? I don't know. What What was your All week right. like, Mike? Short. Um, worked two nights, Wednesday night and Thursday night. Uh, but I want to ask you, so back to last week's episode of Floppy Titty Chick. When I was... <laughs> Describing her to my wife, <laughs> telling her the story, I called this woman a name that my wife promptly pulled out her phone and texted into her own phone. The name was fucking scumbag cunt fuck bitch. <laughs> so just wanted to, you know, house clean that, uh, get that out there. Full circle. Full circle. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had to go. I want to ask you a question about your minimum manpower. In your, not your whole department. Okay. Because you're huge. In your beat, what is the minimum you're allowed to have on the street? So the minimum that we will roll out with is four in a district. Okay. Plus, well. Does that include and then sergeants? At, no. So that's four patrol officers per district with at least one sergeant monitoring the channel, which has two districts. So minimum for a channel would be eight officers and one sergeant. Okay. Now, are and those districts next to each other so you can bleed over? Yes. All right. Oftentimes, what will happen is you will roll out with three and a holdover, and everyone tries to take care of the holdover. Right. And it just sucks. So you guys would never roll out, or at some point during the night, and then your sergeant goes, we got to go pick up a prisoner. And you go, well, we're at minimums. And then he says to you, you six, go get this prisoner, and two of us will stay in town. No, that sounds stupid. Okay. So we had a a prisoner. Yes. Quick quick thing. Yes. I I notice, and I don't know if if it on your end is different. It doesn't say recording on the screen. What? It says At least up here on, in the top, it says, Brandon, it's counting 106.15. I know it's counting 106.15. That is the length of the call. But it's I know the, that you record the call, and I remember last week it popped up something in the corner that said, Mike is recording this call. Here's a record button here. 
Are you recording? I don't want to push it. I thought it automatically. I, I thought it automatically I records. I usually call you, and then yeah, it but records. then you click like record. I don't. But what I you did don't? do this time is, I have a call recorder that I paid for, um, Talk Helper call recorder, and I actually pushed record on that. Okay. So I don't know if it's working because I don't want to push stop. Yeah. No. I. I just. I. I remember there was. I remember getting a little notification that Mike is recording the call. Yeah, I don't know. There's a record button here, but I never have to push it because it just automatically starts when we start calling. We'll see. As soon as we stop, you might get, you might have the the, the actual footage because you initiated the call. But it's in our feed. Like I can even access the recorded stuff from last week. Oh. Then you should be able to because re- I didn't push anything last week. We just started the sh- the call. Okay. So I don't know. So we may have video. We may not. <laughs> we may not. <laughs> we'll, we'll at least yeah. have audio. What we're trying to get away from Squadcast because it screws us over every week. Yes, it is horrible. So, anyways, which I got to say, video quality on Skype is way better. It would be even better if he had a high def camera. But it is probably pretty, it is pretty good. The audio seems to be a little bit off, eh. but you know I, f- I sound hot, technical term. Um, I've tried to adjust it, but I don't know. It is what it is. I I too try to sound <laughs> hot. hot. Yeah. <laughs> Where were we? I oh, don't know. so <laughs> yeah, so we had a prisoner. That we had, our minimum is four for any shift, and that includes the s- sergeant because he's part of our patrol unit. So it's not a sergeant plus four. Four is it. That's our minimum. And right now, since Drew left to go to Chicago Fire Department, and we never replaced the other guy when he left, we have four. We only had five. Drew left. We only have four. We can't get extra days off. We can't get flex time because they owe us eight hours a month because we work more than, you know, 40 hours a week. So minimum is four. We have four. Can't get any days off. So someone called in and said they have a warrant for us. Usually you send... One guy, if it's a male prisoner, but this was a female prisoner, so you need to send two officers. So we said to our boss, why do you want us to go? Two of us to go and leave two guys on the street? Well, we have to, you know, we can't put it on day shift. I'm like, day shift? Day shift has, like, they got the chief, the deputy chief, the lieutenant, there's detectives in the building. If anything happens during the day, all those other police officers can run out and help. That's their Right? They're all police officers. No, no, you guys got to go. So Dan and I are like, road trip. <laughs> We're going to another county. And uh, Dan's like, uh, all right, let's go. I'm, I'm driving because I don't ride well as a passenger, as my trainees will tell you. So I have to drive <laughs> in my car, my squad. So we had, a, we had to go on this road trip to go get a female prisoner. And it was fun. I, I told Dan, before we go, we need to go get snacks because I don't go on a road trip without snacks. So I went to the gas station, visited my friend Hank for a few minutes, got a bunch of snacks, pop, chips, whatever else I can eat while I'm driving. A, a soda? Soda. It's pop. Soda, soda pop. It's a soda. Soda. Uh, it's a, not a brand name I'm not going to mention because they're not sponsored, sponsoring us. And so a red, just money. red and silver so Just can. money, Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll drink one live on air. Again. So that's what we did. We got snacks and uh, drinks, and we headed off on our road trip. 
to this other county to pick up this female, disgusting female prisoner. So that was fun, but it didn't make any sense to both of us, Dan and I, that the new sergeant would send two people out of town and have only he and one other officer to answer all the calls. So here's well, what I mean, he, he's new. Here's what he tells us. If you guys are driving out there, and because our radios can go the whole state now because we got new radios, and if you hear something happening, turn around. I looked at Dan and go, yeah, that's not happening. You're sending us there. We're going there. Good luck. <laughs> Live with your decision. You're on your own. We're you out. made this bed, not land. Right. Bye. Good luck, everybody. Uh, so that was fun. Um, I had a domestic call where it wasn't mine. It was one of my partner's. The female has a camera in her house and a camera on, at her window re- that shows her car because she lives in an apartment building. And her piece of shit boyfriend came. Now they have a kid together. And she, he came to the apartment and literally in front of the kid and on camera, which he didn't know about, beat the fuck out of her. Just beat the fuck out. And it first started outside by her car where he took his key, and she's got the camera there, and he knew about that camera. So he's outside. They're arguing. She's on one side of the car. He's on the other. Takes out his key. Just completely just fucking scrapes off all the paint on the fender. And he knows there's a camera viewing the car. So they go inside into the kitchen, and he goes right for the camera, takes it off the window, throws it on the ground, not knowing that there's another camera recording him, and then proceeds to beat the shit out of him. Out of her. So that went to the detectives um, because we couldn't locate him after the report. And they actually got, they got him at work. He was, like, delivering parts or some bullshit. And uh, they were able to pick him up while he was at work. But that was a pretty good one, and I'm glad that they got this asshole. And then we had a fire um, Thursday Was morning. it a dumpster fire? It was not a dumpster fire. It was... <laughs> The call came out that there was smoke behind a building on a certain hunter block. So Dan flies Sounds over like there a dumpster fire. first. And it's a, it is a factory area. And we can see the smoke. It was about 4, four o'clock in the morning. Um, we can see the smoke. We have a crematorium in town on that block. So a lot of times when they're burning bodies, the black smoke comes out of the chimney. And then people always complain that they're burning bodies there. But they I have, mean, that's their job. And they have a filter system that works pretty well. But anyways, um, so I get to the block. Dan's spotlight on his car doesn't work really good. So he gives out the wrong address. And then I pull up and I'm like, no, it's behind this address. And I, I can't tell if it's actually behind that building because we can't get to the back. So I shoot around the other block. And um, I parked next to a – I went all the way to the back of this factory – and then I got out of my car and I ran along this fence line that separates the two blocks. And it looked like the did fire you really was right run? in the middle. Yeah, I did. Ran. And I'm watching, running towards the fire. And I pinpointed what property it was on. So I called it in. And then it's right below some power lines. And I thought, oh, this is a bad idea. <laughs> so This is a bad place to be. Because as soon as that power line goes from being burned, I'm going to get zapped. So I fly back out. And it's at a tow yard. And I first thought, burn, fucker, burn. I was hoping the building was on fire because this tow yard, the owner's a complete asshole. And I had a run in with him. Oh, I don't know. Back in 2014. And I've been, uh, he's been on my radar ever since. Um, But it turns out it was just a car that was burning at the back of their lot. 
underneath three pole transformers from the electric company. And I took out my phone once we got in the yard and the fire truck's back down there. And uh, record 30 minutes, I recorded the fire. So tonight, I got to burn that to a disc for the fire department. So I can, they had no one else, you know, they like to get some of that stuff on camera. And they don't have body cameras and shit. But one of the explosions, dude, as it was, as they were trying to put it out, first of all, the whole car was engulfed. So they're trying to put out the engine compartment and the interior, but it's leaking fuel on the out the back. So that water is not putting out gasoline fire. That's not how that works. And it's just, it caught the pole on fire, the fence, the car next to it. The BMW almost went up in flames next to that. And uh, they actually had to bring the tow truck. One of the drivers showed up. They had to get the tow truck driver while the car's on fire to hook up to the car and pull it out. Uh, so they can then, you know, get it away from the other sources that were going to start on fire. It was pretty cool. But one of the explosions was this big, like, white sparks. I, I don't know if it was a battery blowing up or, or what it was, but one of the firefighters told me that he thinks it was the metal that gets so hot in the car, like the frame, and then the cold water hits it, and it, then that explodes, the metal explodes. It was pretty neat. Um, so, anyways, that was how we ended our day uh, on Thursday morning with a big fire, which is pretty neat. So I have that video. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I took out the audio for the fire department because Dan and I were just completely laughing, making fun of everything. (laughs) (laughs) And so I I deleted the audio portion of it. But back to the tow truck guy, the owner, and what I was saying on camera was I hope everything burns in this whole tow yard. Um, So years ago, my sister lived on a, on a busy street. She had a condo or apartment on a busy street. It's a four-lane highway with parking, so it's six lanes in each direction, or six lanes in total. So heading westbound in the curb lane next to where the cars are parked was a flatbed semi-truck trailer. On said flatbed was a bobcat. You know what a bobcat is? The Yes, I know a bobcat. Uh, all right, well, some people might not know what a bobcat is, which is a hauler or a dearth, earth mover or whatever with the tracks. It's on this flatbed. As it goes by my sister's apartment, it comes off the trailer, comes off the trailer at 40 miles an hour and crushes six cars along the way, my sister's included and her daughter's boyfriend's car. I mean, that part's not nice, but. No, and thank God no one was like having (laughs) sex in their car because they would have been crushed and killed. Um, Not that people do that any day anyways, but so anyways. um, No, now they just do it on like a bus bench or something like that. Yeah. My sister comes out for work in the morning. Do-do-do. The fuck's my car? <laughs> Car's gone. The city that towed it never notified any of the owners that their cars were towed. So <laughs> she, like, calls the police department. Uh, my car was stolen. Oh, no, it was towed. The tow yard happens to be in my town. They, that town uses our, a tow company from our town. So she goes there because she's got a bunch of stuff in there for work. Now, I don't know how it is out in California with tow laws. When a car is towed for a crime, we put an impound fee on it, and then the tow yard doesn't let anybody in that car. They don't let them on the property. You can't get anything back. Plus, if a tow company tows a car for a crash, until the insurance company pays them, right, they don't release any of the stuff that's in the car because they might have to sell that shit for money to recoup their fees. So my sister shows up and says, yeah, Bobcat fell on my car, and it was towed by this town here. And the guy goes, okay. And she said, can I get some stuff out of my car because I need it for work? No. 
She goes, what do you mean? No, no, you can't have it. She goes, why? Because that's the rule. She goes, I didn't do anything wrong. So she calls me. I happen to be at working days that time. I roll over there. We had a new chief that was making enemies with everybody, including this guy. So my sister meets me outside. She goes, they have my car. They won't let me get my shit. I'm like, all right, maybe I can ask nicely, you know, as a professional courtesy. So I walk in there. There's a woman at a counter, and then I don't see him, but around the corner is this fucking asshole sitting in a chair. And I said to the woman, I'm sorry, is the owner here? And he sticks his head out and goes, yeah, what do you want? I said, oh, I'm just wondering. My sister had her car crushed by a bobcat, and it was towed here, and she needs to get stuff out for work. And he goes, no. What do you mean, no? He goes, no. And you, and you can tell your fucking buddy, and then he says the chief's name at that time. And I go, whoa, 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 fuck you, first of all. That's not my buddy. I got nothing to do with that guy, and she's got nothing to do with you. She wasn't arrested. Her car wasn't impounded. It was crushed by a bobcat. And he goes, get the fuck off my property. And I go, fuck you. So we get in this huge yelling match. I'm in uniform. I pull up in my squad car. And as I'm walking out, he's chasing me out fuck you and your fucking chief and all this other shit. And I'm like, all right, buddy. Well, now your tow trucks are on my watch list and everybody better have all their shit on them. Cause in, in Illinois, you're supposed to have a, a broom and a garbage can and dry drying agent and all that stuff has to be on the truck or you can get ticketed. So they've been on my radar ever since. So I was hoping the whole fucking building burned down. Fuck that guy. He sounds like a, sounds like a nice fella, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to go off on a rant, but so that's it. I, you know, some other stuff we can talk about later. Cool. Huge fire. Big fire. Big fire. Huge. And my friend Troy, who works at the tow yard across the street from this tow yard, you know, he called the owner and said, there's a fire in your yard. And then the guy looked at his cameras and saw it. So then uh, Troy actually blocked a street for us because we didn't have enough squads, of course. And then he blocked, you know. Or more sent to traffic. go like a whole nother county. <laughs> yeah, to, to pick up pick a somebody warrant. up. Yeah. So I want to say thanks to Troy for doing that. And, uh, that was very nice of him. Good job, Troy. I agree. So uh, before we do the names of the officers, do we have a question that we want to talk about now during this portion? Or sure, we can we can do that first question since it's more broad. Who's the broad? What? What? What are you talking about broads? Oh, you said broad, something broad. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll start with Troy's question, actually. Speaking of Troy. All right. Troy uh, left us a question on the Handcuffs and Sawdust YouTube channel in the comment section. And he said, here's my question. At this point in your life, if you could start over and still know what you do now, what, if anything, would you change? And that's not just law enforcement or woodworking. It's in your whole life. What would you, what would you change? Oh, man. I go back and forth on this kind of stuff. Like, on the one hand, all the things that have happened in the past have shaped me into the person I am today. And I kind of like that guy. Eh. But I think... I mean, I like him. I don't give a <laughs> right, shit yeah. if anybody else does, except for maybe my wife and kids. But yeah. Um, what if anything I would do differently? I think if I could do anything differently, 
I would have. So as I was getting ready to separate from the Air Force, I was looking at different police departments in California, right? Okay. Well, one of the departments I was looking at was the one I currently work at. And it was one of those things where like, oh, I don't know, like big agency, big city. I don't really have any ties to that city. And it's kind of, I don't see how that would work. You didn't, you didn't think it would work well for you? I didn't see how that would work out, especially coming straight out of the military, having no support system in place in that city. Okay. Because all of our family lives like two, two and a half hours away from, from there. Okay. So it was going to be one of those like, man, that's going to be tough. So I didn't go for it. And I took a long, windy, painful, <laughs> painful and expensive route to get where I am. So I think if I could do anything different, it would be go there and okay. just, just start from the beginning. Yeah. No and Monterey then, police department. No. And I would have bought a house much sooner. Oh I, yeah. I, be, I believed that whole myth that, you know, home ownership was going to be for more well-established people and, and stuff like that. Instead of wasting years throwing money to other people and putting money in their pockets. Right. I would have bought an asset and had that long ago. Okay. So, Mike, what, if anything, would you do differently? The list is too long, but. Oh, and I would have asked my wife to marry me sooner. <laughs> oh, okay. I would have handled our dating relationship way differently. That's a big one. I wouldn't have got married at 26. But I'm glad I did, you know. But um, it's funny because when I, I wouldn't have told a certain joke at a certain police department. Had I not told that joke, I would not have Marazzo Woodworking Instagram or YouTube channel. Can you tell the joke? No. I that's, need to know the joke. That's never happening ever again. Once everything is not recording, can you tell me the joke? Eh, I don't know. Because I, I don't, need... it hurts so bad. And I, I'm, not, I'm trying not to, you know, trying to get rid of that part of my life. But it allowed me to have this wood shop and Marazza Woodworking and the podcast never would have happened without it. So those things, I wouldn't, I, as much as I, don't like that part of my life that happened. I guess it, I wouldn't change that part, but I would have gotten into law enforcement earlier than 33. I would have liked to have been in it when I was 21, but I worked for the electric company at that time. And that's a job normal people don't walk away from because you can do 30 years and retire with an amazing pension. Of course I left only to go back and then leave again. I mean, nobody's ever accused you of being smart. No, but <laughs> law enforcement was always a calling for me uh, since I was a kid. But I had such a great job as a young adult at the electric company. I just got comfortable, you know. And I would go to like here when they do a testing in a police department. I think I filled out an application, went to one um, orientation where you hear about if they're going to hire somebody or not or whatever. And then the next step is the 
weeks later is the written exam, you know, and then weeks later is the physical exam. Uh, I never followed through. Like, I put in two applications and never followed through. And I started doing that when I was 21. And uh, I just wish I would have followed through back then. I wouldn't be at the department. I might not be at the department I'm at now and have the friendships that I do now, include, including Troy, who asked the question, and that would suck. But I'd be done. I'd have 35 years on if I even, you know, if, if I even stayed that long. So that's what I would have changed. I would have went for law enforcement way at the beginning instead of waiting till I was 33 years old. So everything else in life, you know, happens for a reason. And the incident in my last police department that left me without a job for a couple months and then got me to where I'm at again now on nights because I have no seniority created this whole thing that we're doing. So I don't want to say I regret that, but whatever. That's it. Thank you for the question, Troy. Oh, Good question. Deep question. Yeah. Um, yeah, it might be too deep, but it was good. We're very shallow people, Troy. Yeah. We don't, we don't need to go too far below the surface because then there's going to be emotions. <laughs> right. And once that dam breaks. <laughs> there's no closing it. There's, there's you no can't put your back. finger in that dike. No. <laughs> Although you can put... I mean, you can, but nobody's enjoying it. <laughs> right. <sighs> so we have a lot of officers that have passed away since we last read our list. So like we did a few weeks ago, we're not going to go into depth with each one, but I will just name off the officers. And I apologize if I pick up having read a name of someone that we read three weeks ago, because I don't really remember three weeks ago or even a month ago. Might as well have been a year ago. Right. But if anybody that's listening and that listens to this part of the podcast, first of all, we appreciate you paying your respects with us for the officers that have given their lives. And you can go to the Officer Down Memorial page, which is odmp.org, and see the stories with their time served and the loved ones that they left behind under each officer's picture. They list all that information. So feel free to visit that on your own. We're going to start with... Start with April. Some of these go back to March. Sergeant Christopher Michael Vaughn of the Cedar Bluff Police Department in Alabama. End of watch was Friday, April 1st, 2022. Cause was a duty-related illness. Harris County Constable's Office, Precinct 7 in Texas, Deputy Constable... Jennifer Lauren Chavez, end of watch, Saturday, April 2nd, 2022, from a vehicular assault. Ottawa Police Department in Illinois, Patrol Officer Brian Lee Sember, end of watch, Sunday, April 3rd, 2022, cause of death was COVID-19. Vestavia Hills Police Department in Alabama, Police Officer Daryl Wayne Fortner, 
end of watch April 6th, 2022 from COVID-19. Ohio County Sheriff's Office in Kentucky, Deputy Sheriff James Jerry Critchlow. End of watch Wednesday, April 20th, 2022 from a heart attack. KC Police Department in South Carolina, Police Officer Roy Andrew Barr. Officer Barr's end of watch was Sunday, April 24th, 2022 from gunfire. Knox County Sheriff's Office, Knox County, Illinois, Deputy Sheriff Nicholas D. Wiest, end of watch Friday, April 29th, 2022, from a vehicular assault. East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office in Louisiana, Sergeant Nicholas W. Tullier. Officer Tullier's end of watch was Thursday, May 5th, 2022, from gunfire. Rockdale County Sheriff's Office in Georgia. Deputy Sheriff Walter Donald Jenkins Jr. End of watch Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. He was struck by a vehicle. Harris County Sheriff's Office in Texas. Deputy Sheriff Robert Adam Howard. End of watch, Wednesday, May 11th, 2022, from an automobile crash. Callaway County Sheriff's Office in Kentucky, Chief Deputy Sheriff Jody Wayne Cash. Deputy Cash's end of watch was Monday, May 16th, 2022, from gunfire. United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Border Patrol Agent Daniel Salazar. End of watch, May 17th on Tuesday, 2022. Cause was an automobile crash. United States Department of Justice, Federal Bureau of Investigations, Police. Supervisory Police Officer Yao Tak Lewis Tao. And if watched Tuesday, May 17th, 2022, his cause was related to 9-11 illnesses. New Jersey Department of Corrections in New Jersey, Senior Correctional Police Officer Daniel Sinkavage. And if watched Thursday, May 19th, 2022, cause of death was an automobile crash. Homeland Security Customs and Border Protection Field Operations Officer Trainee Cody Allen Olfelson. Officer Olafson's end of watch was Friday, May 20th, from 2022, from a duty related illness. Los Angeles Police Department, California. Police Officer Houston Ryan Tipping, end of watch May 29th, 2022, from a training accident. White Mountain Apache Tribal Police Department. Officer Adrian Lopez Sr. End of watch Thursday, June 2nd, 2022 from gunfire. Nicholas County Sheriff's Department in West Virginia. Deputy Sheriff Thomas E. Baker III. End of watch Friday, June 3rd, 2022 from gunfire. Tallahassee Police Department in Florida. Police Officer Christopher Christopher Ferriello, 
End of watch Wednesday, June 8th, 2022 from a vehicular pursuit. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission Senior Investigator Kyle Patterson End of watch Thursday, June 9th, 2022 from an automobile crash. Meridian Police Department in Mississippi Police Officer Kenneth Kroom End of watch Thursday, June 9th 2022 from gunfire and the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department in New in uh, Nevada Detective Justin Terry end of watch was Friday June 10th 2022 from an automobile crash and on a side note they just caught the person who murdered Officer Kroom I saw a video of him being taken into custody with Officer Kroom's handcuffs, actually. And then, if you can help me, Brandon, I don't know if the canine, uh, Mina, if you've mentioned her yet, May 2nd. I believe I did. Let me double check real quick. No, I didn't. Okay, so uh, K-9 Mina from the United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs, and Border Protection. End of watch, May 2nd, 2022. Mina succumbed to a rattlesnake bite. While she and her handler were searching for a group of uh, illegal aliens along a railroad track. She was five years old and had been a police dog for four years. So our thoughts and prayers definitely go out to all those families of the officers and canine. There's a long list. Yeah. I'll be going back um, later and reading about each one just so I can see if there's anything to learn from you know, those. But so many automobile crashes, seems like that might be something that's avoidable. You know, I mean, in the I know a big thing is, you know, wear your seatbelt. Yeah, you, you can't help anybody if you get in an accident on the way to your call. Yeah, when you're flying with your lights and sirens, clear your intersections. I mean, those are two huge things that you can do that'll increase your survivability. So do those, please. I just got in a discussion last night about wearing my seatbelt in the car because I. My, my buddy, Eddie, who brought me back to ComEd in the, in the safety department to run the safe driving program, he was sitting next to me, and uh, someone asked about how it works when you run a license plate or whatever, and I'm like, I drive and I type, and Ed goes, what? You're typing on a computer as you're driving? I said, yeah, and talking yeah. on a radio and a phone sometimes. I got, you know, four things going on at one time. And then they're like, well, I hope you wear your seatbelt. Of course I wear my seatbelt, but we're exempt from wearing seatbelts in Illinois. I don't know how it is out in California. Law enforcement, doesn't, it doesn't apply. Um, because well, someone's like, why would you not wear a seatbelt? I said, because I don't want to get shot in the face if I can't get out of my car when I'm rolling up on a scene. Don't want to get caught in a seatbelt. It might be a life-saving situation. Yeah. That's most guys that I know, we, we typically wear our seatbelts, but we'll unbuckle like 
a as block or two out. Right, as you're rolling up, man, that seatbelt's coming off before you even get in front of the location. So, Well, before I make my last turn, once I turn into a neighborhood, right, it's, it's off. Yeah. So we do wear them, but we do take them off in a certain timed, uh, you know, place. So, all right. On to some good news. Or a better part of the show. I'm going to just let you sit here and struggle, Professor. Professor X. You said you'd call me Professor X. No, I didn't. Check the tapes. (laughs) Are you sure? Yes, I'm very sure. All right. We don't actually have tapes, but whatever. You know what I mean. Like, you know, check the audio file. And and end of watch. It's It's not not, really a tape. tape. (laughs) It's a digital recording. Whatever. I'm telling the sergeant you're recording in here. You know they can subpoena that uh, shit. Two words. Erase button. Two words. Erase button. <laughs> That's more than two words. Whatever. It's at least like 94 words. Why did, I barely got a GED, so what do you expect? <laughs> oh, my Ken uh, just stood up. He's ready for oh. the next part of the show. All right. I think. He's, I don't know what he's doing. He might be what are we doing? A seizure. Woodworking stuff. Oh, Woodworking. I caulked around a tile. <laughs> has nothing to do with wood or, well, I mean, I can work a little bit. That, that's literally all I've done. You've we got finished. nothing going on in your shop because you were busy working on the house. Yes. So the kitchen is almost done. We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. We're going to do a, another epoxy pour to do for the garden window and the backsplash behind that. And then it's, completely done then the next part will be painting cabinets and new flooring and i have a question about when you paint your cabinets because i've done that in the past only with my buddy um danny gave me his old kitchen cabinets were like brown and i Mm -hmm. i painted them white so i can hang them in the garage it was a pain in the dick first of all um and i'm going to be doing them or painting them just the painting apart Um, i bought some kind of like deglosser because there was a a finish on it. So I bought a deglosser, I sanded, I primered, and then like the inlay of the doors, some cheap plywood, I think, um, didn't really take the primer well and the paint was like numerous coats. So I have to do the same thing when I redo my kitchen next year. I'm going to use the carcasses of the cabinets and make new doors. But I, so I then have to paint said cabinets, the ones I'm going to keep because I'm going to move some stuff around and build yeah. other cabinets to go with it. But my face frames are solid oak. The doors are partial overlay, solid oak. So I'm going to keep them and reuse. I'm going to keep the doors and repurpose it for something with the oak. But as far as the face frame being solid oak with a glossy finish on it, it's going to be a pain in the dick to sand that down or take that off or whatever. So I'm going to physically remove the cabinets. That's my point, my question to you. I'm going to remove them, bring them to the shop where I can sand them and everything else, and maybe paint them separately, then put them back up. How are you going to do yours? I'm going to take the doors off. <laughs> yes. I'm going to take out the drawers. Okay. I'm going to sand them in place. In place. And paint in place. Because. Are you going to I'm spray them or roll them? Uh. So for the cabinet carcasses, they're going to get rolled. Okay. Um, and then I'll probably spray the uh, doors and drawers. I can't even use my drawers, so I'm going to have to build 
new drawers because the drawer face itself I don't want to reuse because it's ugly and although it's solid oak, um, and they don't attach to the to the drawer box itself. It's integrated in there, so maybe so if, is mine. So okay. I'm going to have to completely like seal the okay. the drawer. Yeah, but yeah, it's I don't like the way. I mean, I do and I don't. I like the construction of it. I don't like it for how I'm going to have to paint it. Right. Um, but that's where, I mean, having the surf prep is going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get one. So Waiting to hear back on that. Yeah, and then it's, we already have the colors picked out. It's just a matter of we're going to take a break for a, for a while. Yeah. And then we'll, uh, we'll paint those at a to-be-determined time and then okay. start pricing out flooring. And what color? So the upper cabinets are going to be white. I don't know which shade of white because I know there's about a million. And then uh, the lowers are going to be, the paint color is blue tang. Poo tang? What? No, not poo tang. Oh. Blue tang. Oh, I it was going to be some type of a pink. Poo tang no. pink. No, it's like a navy blue. Oh, It's going to look okay. real nice. Nice. So I'm excited for it and he's excited for it. I just don't want to do it right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I am tired. Yeah, you need a break, dude. Yeah, and the uh, the cowboy flag got to its owner, and they were uh, very happy with it. Oh, great! From what I'm from what I'm told, they were near tears. Oh, that's sweet. So my buddy should be posting something about that. He said on a Tuesday. Cool. Flags. Do we have a question this week from? I we do. It's almost like I <laughs> planned that. So we got a question during our Instagram live. And if you're not a part of the Instagram lives, well, I can't say that I blame you, but it's at least entertaining. So if you're taking a dump. <laughs> just watch it, but block like, the just camera. Just watch it. We might see you yeah. taking a dump. Well, I mean, I'm not going to invite random people into it. Uh, but this is from JB Byers Woodworking on Instagram. I JB. love JB underscore buyers woodworking do you like making flags mike do you like making flags oh wait you're asking me first you don't want to answer first well i'm asking the question so i'm reading the oh. question so you get to answer first all right um jb I, I i think i do like making flags you know i've made quite a few now if it wasn't for flag making i wouldn't have any of the tools in my shop i, I watched a video a long time ago how to get into woodworking and someone, whoever video that was recommended starting with flags because they're rather, well, they used to be relatively inexpensive to make. Obviously the price of wood's gone through the fucking roof. So, um, but yeah, I've made 104. I've got four on order from a couple of customers that are waiting. So I enjoy it now because I have a process which has been honed over the last, you know, two and a half years that I've been doing it. And, uh, it's pretty much a science for me now, so it doesn't take me very long to do it. I still enjoy it. It's, it's like I'm doing a big art project because I'm A-plus art student through high school and grade school, and uh, I like doing art products, or projects. A-plus fart student. <laughs> there you go. Grade school, high school. So it's like I'm back in um, school, you know, cutting the wood and then applying the whatever finish I'm doing, paint or stain. And then I like the whole process. So short answer, I, I love making flags. Although I'm looking to expand that 
you know, to other things, but I'll f- always have a fallback for the flags. What say you? I too enjoy making flags. Thank you for asking the question. <laughs> That's no. a dick move. Um, no, I, I do. It's, I mean, that was the first thing anybody ever paid me to make was a flag. So, and I've, I, I've improved my process. I've gotten better at it. I've tried different things. I've gone from using a cheap Harbor Freight uh, Dremel tool to carve out stars that I'm not kidding you. I could carve one row of stars and then the battery would be dead. And then it would take six hours to charge that battery. Why didn't you buy a corded one? Because I didn't know any better, Mike. (laughs) Okay. So once I got that done, I graduated and bought the Ryobi, uh, cordless Dremel tool and I could, it wouldn't need up an entire battery right. to, to do a whole union to where now it would I have still my, take you two hours. It would still take me about two hours yeah. to do, um, by hand. And to a certain extent it was pretty therapeutic because I could, I would sit there and like, you know, as I'm carving each star, I'm thinking back to, you know, my time in the military and I'm, I'm always thinking about somebody that I served with. Um, not necessarily intentionally. It's just where my mind went. So it was, it was very therapeutic to go through and carve that and, and have relive some nice memories of, of, with some really good friends. And now I have my laser and the laser engraves the stars for me and can put images in it and I can do all kinds of really cool things. I can set the laser to set lasers to stun. Yes. And, (laughs) and have a a union engraving while I stain the rest of the flag. By the time that union's done being engraved, I can go straight into assembly almost. So it, it, it is kind of fun. Like doing this last flag for my buddy, it was, um, it was fun to work with him on something again, this time not being cop work, but just regular work. Um, but it was really, it's, it, I haven't made a flag in a while. So it was really nice to get back into that and make a flag and go through like six different design ideas for, for the union before we finally went, okay, that's the one. Boom, fire, go. Engraves it. It, get it all put together so it's it's nice it's it's one of those i know uh was it david miller talks about it a lot where just easy wins right right you get in you get something done accomplished you feel good about yourself before you go into like a big project or something like that so anytime that i need a quick win a flag is perfect and with us planning on getting ready to do or thinking about doing some of these vendor shows, I'm going to start cranking out more flags, whether it's, you know, the standard 50 star one, or even come up with a couple of specialty ones, kind of like that Wisconsin one in the background behind you. Just having those on hand, those quick, easy wins on top of these signs that I'm going to be getting into now that the kitchen is done. I'd, yeah, I'd flags are like old, 
it's old faithful for a reason. So I, I absolutely enjoy making them. Yeah. And I enjoy them more now that I have the CNC because like you, I was hand engraving stars and I would get a bunch of flag orders at one time. And I, you're spending one whole night just engraving stars where now, you know, I can do anything on a flag that I want with the CNC, which is amazing. So, yeah. Like I remember like right after I started making these flags, like I'd have an order for six and all I could think of was like, that is going to take right forever. You're like, God darn it. <laughs> I gotta like, sit I'm, there. I'll, my hand's going to be cramped. Yeah. And freaking, it was awesome. Cause Annie would help. She would like, I actually like engraving the stars. She'd sit there and yeah, while I'm cutting stuff and staining and burning and getting it all ready to go. She's sitting there just dremeling away. Yeah. So it was, it was also fun cause it was something that we could do together. Right. Yeah. No, I'm down here by myself. So that would be fun for you guys to be able to team up and make something that you both did, you know, which is how we came up with full house. Right. Very good. Cause, Cause the full house was helping. Well, you know, there's many people in the Marazzo household that could be part of Marazzo woodworking if they just but make their not. own stuff. So actually my daughter and my wife just painted last week when I was at work they decided one night to pop up a YouTube page and watch a tutorial on how to paint. So they each painted like the Eiffel Tower, a man holding a woman under an umbrella with trees, and then they sent me the pictures. And now I'm like, you definitely need to frame those. And Kim's like, I'm going to throw mine away. I'm like, what? What do you do? You throw it away, put a frame on it, and hang it up. It's art. Right. She goes, I don't think it's very good. I'm like, no, no, it's, it's good. So I think I'm going to actually... You should build her a frame. Yeah, because I have all kinds of time. Um, she should go to Hobby Lobby and get a $10 frame. <laughs> but I told when, them both I would Mike, sell when, them when, on my Etsy page. Mike, when's your anniversary? August. Okay, here's what you do. Okay. All right. Take notes. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Mental notes. Build the fucking frame. <laughs> I'm supposed to be building a frame for my buddy's Taekwondo certificate that I, I don't never, care. never did yet. Kim's needs to take priority. Build the damn frame. Do it out of walnut. I'd have to Put, go get walnut. I have just freaking do it. I'm telling you. I don't have enough walnut here to Like make we talked about earlier, you know the thing that you're like, ah, oh, no, that doesn't happen. It will happen. Just we'll see. But they did it. want me to list them on my Etsy page for sale. So I might do that as well. Because I've sold one of you, Morgan's on Etsy. How much are you going to list it for? Well, the last one I made a small, Morgan made a small painting of a yeah. star scene, and I made a frame for it. I sold that for 40 bucks on Etsy. This is bigger. So I'm thinking so more bucks. than 40. More than 40, maybe 100 <laughs> bucks. It is an original piece of art work. It is. So Could be. I mean, it's a first edition. First edition. And, but she didn't sign it or date it yet, and I told her that all artwork needs to be signed and dated. She's like, really? I said, A-plus art student. You know what I'm talking about. Kind of an expert. <laughs> kind of an expert. So that's it for me, other than, other than uh, working on the island. And I've said island You said today. island again. Yes. yes. Without, for you. Without it plastered on the side of it. I'm looking at the corbels. <laughs> it's sitting right in front of me as I'm recording this, so... Those corbels do look cool. Right. I think it's going to look really nice. I also think it's going to be a giant pain in the dick getting it out of your shop and into that house. <laughs> Definitely going to be a pain in the dick. Um, I was telling you before we started that 
it's 16 inches deep, and each corbel's 10. So now it's at 26 inches. If I carry it upstairs right now and finish it up there, which would suck. Um, but I'm going to measure my doorway. What would suck more, getting it up there, finishing it upstairs, or finishing it downstairs and having to redo something because you fucked it up going upstairs. Well, I wasn't going to paint it down here anyway. It's so just going to finish building it down here and then paint it in the garage. But how much would so. it suck? <laughs> yeah, it would suck. Um, so we'll see. I, I have to decide soon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the inside of it with the paint color because I don't want to spray it through a face frame. You know what I mean? Because you might not get the yeah. full coverage. So I'm going to... I'm going to roll that probably um, next week so that's done, and then I can build the face frame and get the other corbels ready to go on said face frame after face frame is installed. So I'm going to do some measuring of the door width and then add another 10 and 3 quarter inches to the width of this thing. We'll see if it makes it, let alone being I heavy. Have faith. Yeah, so that's why I've just been working on is this darn thing. Oh, and my cat came back. So... Good. Wednesday, Thursday night, the wife called and said, um, don't be mad. <laughs> I love when sentences start out like that. I'm already mad. <laughs> My drywall guy had finished on Thursday. So the whole ceiling's done, except mm -hmm. I asked him to come back and do another coat of paint because I'm not happy with the paint. But as far as the drywall work, all the sanding, all the paint. So she had to remove all of the paper on the floor and the plastic on the walls. So as she was doing that, the dog's cage was also still in that room and it filled with dust. And there was a throw rug that filled with dust. So she opened, she opened the basement door so the cat can come up and walk around and not be trapped in a basement all day. But then she forgot he was up walking around and she opened the back slider to like shake out a carpet and he bolted right out the fucking door. And she oh. looked for him for two hours outside. You were going to chop his nuts off. He heard that the next day he's going to be getting his balls cut off. And uh, he said, fuck this, I'm out of here. And I was almost in tears at work and very upset all night. I got that call at like 1030 at night, so I still had a whole lot of shift to go <laughs> thinking about my cat running around outside. And then in the morning, the neighbor came by and said, hey, did you lose a cat named Mittens? And <laughs> she said, yeah, he's sleeping on my back porch. So, thank God, she went over to him and, like, you know, and then, oh, he just looked at me. And then he followed her back to the house. She was afraid to pick him up because she hasn't picked him up yet, and he's a feral cat. He lets me pick him up for, like, one minute, and then you got to put him back down. Um, so she brought him in the house, and then she quickly brought him to get his balls cut off. So he's probably not happy he came home and didn't run farther <laughs> I'll away. i teach you to run away, you little son of a bitch. Yeah. So he's sleeping on the table saw next to me. Yeah. He's been there for hours since we started. I'm afraid he's nice. Yeah. I couldn't get work done the other day because he was down here. So it's not going to stop me tonight. I have to spray. I'm going to spray paint, spray primer, these corbels um, now when we're done. And I don't want to spray him on accident. So hopefully he gets up and moves. Speaking of being done, if you have a question that you would like to have read on the Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast, you can send an email with a voice memo and we'll play your beautiful majestic voice on air to handcuffs and sawdust podcast at gmail.com now if you want to just type it out because you're shy 
you can go ahead and direct message Mike at Marazzo Woodworking, me at Full House Woodworking, or the show page at Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast, all on Instagram. Thank you for listening. That was Brandon's way of telling us he's done. Be safe in the street and on the, in the shop. Whatever. Peace. <laughs> Had to beat the out. Didn't make it. Still hanging on. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you very much. Go- Goodbye, everybody. And cut. And scene. <laughs>